Bossa Pecão, na Bossa Pecão. With your hosts, powerhouse performance couple, expert leaders, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. Carrie White, the impact coach. She is also the president and CEO of Wealthy Futures LLC and founder of the Impact Code. I am so honored that she stopped by the Boss Effect to drop some jewels on you all to help you get your ducks in a row. Carrie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh, Carrie, you know, when, when I said, Carrie, will you be on the Boss Effect? And you said, sure, send the details. I was like, what? <laughs> I was honored. I was floored because you are a best-selling author. You're an international speaker. You know, you're the ultimate dream catcher. Yes. And most <laughs> importantly, I love the fact that we have in common, you know, you know, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're a daughter. And I'm not going to talk about the fact that your husband's a veteran because this is about you. Veterans, shout out. Yeah. We'll Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, Carrie, I know that that was a lot. I don't want to, you know, take your shine. I want you to have the opportunity to tell us about you. Tell us a little bit about the Carrie White. Okay. So, yes, I am a veteran's wife, and I think that a lot of military spouses don't get enough credit for the impact that they make um, and the sacrifice and support and all of that stuff that goes into being a military spouse. Um, it takes a lot, you know, um, to help to help our vets do what they do on a daily basis. Um, so I'm very grateful to be um, a veteran's wife. My dad was also military, so it's a long history for me um, of being in that capacity. But today I am, yes, the ultimate dream catcher. I am one of those people who believes in, you know, just putting my boldest, most audacious goals out there and, and going after it. So it's not about, you know, it's for me, it's not enough to want something. You got to go catch it, you know? So it's not about dream chasing. It's about actually catching the dream. Right. And so um, I have done that, you know, in corporate America, I did that for, you know, about 20 years working with multi-billion dollar multinational organizations. I mean, where I help them with their process, streamline their processes, improve their people culture, uh, you know, improve their, their revenue. And so now I actually take all of that knowledge and pour it into small businesses, whether it's a nonprofit organization or a for-profit organization. I look at where they are and where they want to go and then give them strategy to get there. You say improve your people culture. Yes. With strategy. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> so one of the things that uh, companies do, um, they focus on their product or their service, right? And they can have a perfect product. They can have a perfect service, but it cannot be as good as it possibly can be without the people. So if people are overworked, underappreciated, undervalued, underpaid, you know what I mean? If, if the culture of the people 
is not where it needs to be, that perfect product and perfect service will never attain the level of success that it could. Even if it's successful, it will never rise to the level that it could if the people were taken care of. So I help companies understand that and see where their gaps are, um, whether it's related to diversity, equity, and inclusion, whether it's related to training and development. Um, I see where the gaps are and help them fill those gaps so that they can actually catch their dreams, reach the level that they actually should. What's up? So, Carrie, was this something that you were already doing in the corporate side or is this something that you little voice in your head was telling you, hey, <laughs> what you need to be doing here, leave this corporate world and come out here and do this on your own? So it's really interesting how that came about, because I was I, I was bought into, you know, go to school, make good grades graduate, get a good job, stay on that job, retire from that job, you know, that whole thing, right? I have bought in. Yeah, I bought in. And I broke through glass ceilings. I was always working around uh, people who did not look like me. I was always having to be the first, be the only, you know, um, all of that. And, um, and I was like, okay, fine. You know, this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. I'm on it and I'm going to do it. And then something changed something in me was like okay but other people are not having this success you know other people are not breaking six figures and moving on you know into executive level leadership that look like me um why is that you know and it wasn't because i was you know perfect it wasn't because i had all the right degrees um because you know, sometimes we can, you know, if you're anything like me, people change the, the requirements on you, right? So like the carrot moves. <laughs> so you get this degree and then they say, well, no, we need you to have that certification. You get the certification, then they say, no, we need you to have that. You know what I mean? You don't have that experience. Oh, we so, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Carrie, how have you been able to navigate your career to reach all the levels you wanted to and, and others can't or haven't? And so um, I started seeing that problem. And so to me, the people who um, really thrive in business are people who can see what the gaps are and then solve for those gaps, right? And so companies pay a lot of money for people who are problem solvers. And so I was seeing that as a problem. And I was like, okay, because I see it, that means I'm supposed to do something about it. Um, and so that's kind of what started me to like explore other options, like, you know, outside of corporate America. Um, not to mention, I, mention, I kind of got psychologically unemployable. You know what I mean? It's like, I got to a point to where I was like, I, I can't sit here. I can, you know what I mean? Like, I, like <laughs> I can't work within your confines, you know? And then, so, so something, something happened in me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something. Oh my God. Psychologically unemployable. <laughs> something happened inside of me. And so, um, you know, and, and I commend those who work for others, right? I think it's so necessary and needed. And I'm not one who's going to bash anyone for working for someone else. It just, it became something that no longer fit for me. And so that's why I help folks who work for people as well as folks who don't. You know, if you have your own nonprofit or for-profit organization, we need to talk. If you work for someone and you're trying to leverage that, you know, your knowledge and skills to climb that corporate ladder, we need to talk. Um, that's why I do it that way. So I meet people where they are because I understand that 
everything is not for everyone. And so uh, being a CEO is not for everyone, but if it's for you, there's a way to do it and do it effectively so that you actually achieve the goals that you're after. I have a question. Now, earlier you mentioned that you were a military brat, right? Yes. You are a military brat. So you grew up with structure. You're used mm-hmm. to structure and discipline. And then you went on to get degrees and, and very similar to my story, you know. I'm not a military, <laughs> I'm not a military brat, but I yeah. understand, you know, oh, I need all these degrees. I need all these certifications. And then you get all these degrees and these certifications and you get to the top of the food chain and you're unfulfilled and you're unhappy. And you're like, mm-hmm. what can I do? And I love yeah. that you said, I solve problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I see the gap. And I solve problems. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that, that structure from being a military brat and being around that structure. How did that play into your transition? Was that an easy fit for you in that transition? Or was that something that, oh my gosh, I'm used to structure and I just don't want to be so confined with all this structure? Yeah. So I think military really played in for, uh, a part for me in that I'm flexible, I'm adaptable. I, you know, I can be in different settings. I can be around different people. I can talk to folks who are, you know, at the top. I can talk to the janitor. I can, it doesn't, none of that matters for me. Um, So I I know that that's how military played a part for me. I know that I am used to a system, a way of doing things and finding the better way to do things. So in that military definitely was helpful. But I think what's, what's, what's different is that I'm able to change the system. So, you know, you find a system, military pretty much sticks with it. That's what it is. That's, you know, that, that, <laughs> watch yourself, watch yourself. Yeah, yeah. It sticks with it. But I'm able to say, okay, that no longer serves me or that no longer achieves the goal or that no longer is the the best way for this particular company. It works for that company that I worked with, but this company, it won't work with them. So in the sense that, you know, military does teach structure, it's all about change um, and in some ways adaptability to to people, um, their systems don't really change. They're very rigid. And I don't create systems that are that rigid because one, times always change. You have to evolve, you have to adapt. Um, And then two, companies are different and they're at different points. The leadership is different. The the culture within those companies, you know, differs. Um, so it would not serve them best to meet them where at one point I have to meet them where they are and then work with them um, on, a, on a system that's going to work for them. Is that the impact code that you created? Yeah, that is the impact code. So this, this, this blueprint is tailored to each individual company, right? And what their outcomes and goals and stuff are. Because some some people will need their finances restructured. Some people will need their operations restructured. Some people will need leadership development. Some people will need HR tools implemented. Um, So the blueprint that you get will lead you to your desired goal. And so we get very clear on what that goal is because that's often a challenge for people getting clarity on their goal. And then we create a, a process and that process is that that impact code blueprint. Okay. And so we take an assessment or something first or do we have a one-on-one? Like, how does that work? So, 
Yeah, so it's a conversation. Um, so there is an initial conversation that we have. From that conversation, I create a report from what I'm hearing um, and what I learn, and then and just what I know. Um, you know, from what I'm what I'm learning from the the person, and then this is the information. This is the output, right? And then from there the CEO, the leader can determine what they want to work on first or, you know, how they want to get started. From there, we, we construct a plan that is tailored to them and then we get started and, and we move forward. And once we reach the benchmarks or the, the outcomes that we're after, we move on to the next. So, Carrie, how would you say transitioning for you from the corporate into being your own entrepreneur, your own boss. How would you say, was that an easy route for you or was that a hard route? Oh, it was hard. Um, It was hard psychologically um, in the sense of, um, okay, you're really out here. You have two children, you know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? You know, you went to school, you know? So like, as soon as you make the decision, as soon as you make the decision, then the opposition, uh, the opposing thought immediately comes in, right? So like you, you can think about all of the, the, the what ifs and the caveats, you can have your savings, you can do all of the things, right? And then as soon as you say, okay, this is my last day in corporate America, then all of a sudden the opposition just rushes in like a tidal wave. And then, uh, so you start second guessing and like, is this really the time? And what if this doesn't work? And, you know, I got children and blah, 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 blah. you know, all of those things happen. So I do not want anyone to feel like that did not happen to me. Because <laughs> it did. Thank you for clearing that up. Because I was feeling my over here. I was feeling like, oh my gosh, she's superwoman. <laughs> no, ma'am. No, no, ma'am. Um, I am Wonder Woman, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I you hear know, you. I can, I, yeah, I can. I can make some things happen now. But I not superwoman in the sense that you know my emotions, um, you know, just thinking about expectations, you know, that, that my family has for me or that, um, just society and like, Oh, I've got to, you know, show, demonstrate my success, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Like all of that stuff plays a part. However, the, the difference or the, the difference maker for me has been that I didn't let it stop me. I did not, um, succumb to it. You know what I mean? Um, I still believed in my dream. I still believed that I needed to move forward. And uh, I think that's where some people backtrack. It's like they make the decision, you know, it's kind of like when you're stuck in the mud, you know, like you're raring, you're moving the car forward and then you're going back, you're moving the car forward and you can't do that. You have to stick with the decision and like take it one step at a time, one moment, sometimes one second at a time, um, just depending on the day. Because entrepreneurship journey is rocky. It's up and down and around. And, you know, it's not by no means is it smooth, straight, (laughs) flat, (laughs) any of those things. And so um, you just have to continue to move forward each and every day. Throughout your life, Carrie, would you consider yourself a successful person throughout your life? Like you've always been successful. You've always been a go-getter. You've always been one. I believe in my dream. Like I'm going to go do this no matter what. Yeah, I can say that. Um, even when I was little, I remember my grandmother telling me, she said, um, <laughs> when I was a little girl, I used to always try to help do something. I was always trying to help, you know. And um, so they would always tell me, you know, no, you know, go sit down. And then I would always say, 
I send do it. Not I can do it. I send do it. And <laughs> they, they, my family just always knew me to be a person who was like, I can do it. You know, mm-hmm. if it's something that I've committed to or decided on or think I can do it, I, I can do it. Um, so that's always been me, apparently. <laughs> um, and so it doesn't mean that it, it's not hard. It doesn't mean that uh, I know exactly what I'm doing at all times. It doesn't mean that, again, my path is straight, smooth or flat. It just means that I am determined to get it done. That's what's up. So, okay, what are three words that best describe you? <sighs> um, I'm a dreamer. I'm an achiever. And I would say that um, that I'm strong. And that's not a word that comes lightly for me. It, you know, it took me a long time to admit that one. Well, that leads me into being nosy. You say that it took <laughs> a long time for you to admit that because I know a lot of times when we're when we're driven and when we're passionate, you know, it's hard for us to show vulnerability and it's hard for us to show weakness and it's hard for us to admit failure. So that was huge. And I thank you for sharing that. Will you share a time with us when you had to be vulnerable? <sighs> there are many. Um, there are many times, uh, you know, I would say one of the, the one that keeps coming up and I don't know why, maybe somebody needs to hear this. I don't know why this one uh, keeps coming up, but um, my first husband passed away. I was only 23. He was 22. Uh, he died in a car accident mm-hmm. and Christopher was two years old. And so um Nobody really knew how to how to treat me. Nobody really knew what to say to me. Um, you know, it was a, it was a very weird time. It was very rough time. It was, um, you know, most of the people that I knew if they were a widow, they were, um, you know, 60, 80, you know, and here I was 22. So it was a very... Um, 23. I was 23. He was 22. Uh, it was a very strange time. So um, having to have um, be kind to myself to allow me to to deal with that and not just um, try to be strong. Like I couldn't be strong. Like who, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's sudden. It, it's unexpected. We didn't plan for, you know, like the what ifs, you know, we were too young to really be thinking in terms of like, let's make sure our future is planned. If something happens, you know, let's have all this stuff in place. Uh, that wasn't the case. And so and and then at the same time, I have a two year old, you know, looking at me, you know, not really knowing what's going on. And so being vulnerable um you know, Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and I've done a lot of her, you know, read a lot of her research and her books and things of that nature. I love Brene, Brene Brown, but, um, you know, there is a lot of strength in being vulnerable and just allowing yourself to sit in what you're feeling and to um, not try to dismiss what you're feeling um, and, and not try to, um, to, to escape it because, in that moment, in those times, I was there, you know what I mean? And I allowed myself to, to not know what to do next. I allowed myself to um, grieve, you know, or be happy if I, if I had a moment of happiness or, you know, just whatever. I just gave myself that grace um, before I even knew, 
Brene Brown or before I even knew the tactics that she, you know, she teaches. Um, but, you know, if there is anyone out there who is um, having trouble being vulnerable, doesn't understand the power of vulnerability, please check out Brene Brown because the research she has done is is wonderful. It is powerful. And even for me today, um, I use that. I go back to her wisdom all the time um, because, you know, there are moments where we are strong. And then there are times where it's like, I just don't know. I just don't know. And those times still come up and they don't have to be something as tragic as a spouse passing. Um, it can be a product bombing. It could be, you know, a relationship that goes sour. It can be, you know, it can happen at any time. But I think especially now we have to remind ourselves, um, especially with what we've gone through in the last couple of years, that it's okay to be vulnerable and to not be okay in a moment and to embrace where you are um, and, and to see yourself getting through it. But right now today, today is just not a good day, you know? Um, exactly, so, today yeah. is today. And that's really all we have because the past is gone and tomorrow never actually comes because tomorrow becomes today when it gets here. Right, exactly, exactly. exactly. So thank you for sharing that piece of your heart. I could feel your soul when you were talking. I could feel when you first started like, oh my gosh, thank you, Carrie, for sharing <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. And when you're talking about giving yourself grace, when you're making an impact in your life and the life of others, you have to give yourself that grace. Because if you start out the gate, you always want to expect that when you start anything, the first time is not going to be perfect. Right. Yes. Yeah. You have to, to focus on progress over per perfection and you want to do your best um, and even doing your best is never going to be perfect so waiting for that perfection is just it, that's a pipe dream that's that's one of those things that is elusive and it'll keep you stuck and stagnant and and you'll never actually reach you know your goal so exactly i often say you're going to be stuck stagnant and stinking if you don't get up and come on and do something <laughs> That's true. That is very, very, very true. So when you're making an impact in the lives of yourself and the lives of others, I know you have a subscription uh, toolbox that's coming out for leaders. But before we get to that, I want to invite you to play a game with us. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> and in this game that you're going to play with us, you have an opportunity to make $20,000. Okay. How does that sound? Phenomenal. <laughs> Well, you have to first make 10K and then we'll give you 10K. And remember, we say a game, so that's for play play. It's not for real. Right. Yeah, I got it. I'm going to break the rules down to you. So this name of the game is called 10K in 10 days. You're going to start off with $100. You can't get a loan or borrow any money from friends or family. Mm -hmm. You can use the internet. You can also use your intellectual properties and whatever uh, you have gained over the years as far as college degrees and things like that. But you're starting off from ground zero. Nobody knows you. Nobody. Like Carrie White, just a, she just appeared out of nowhere with <laughs> okay. all these certifications and degrees. <laughs> you get the okay. 10K in 10 days. Like we said, we're going to give you another 10, 10K. So you're going to leave out of here with 20K. But mm -hmm. need for you to go step by step what you would do in those 10 days to get that 10K. Wait a minute. That's not fair. You didn't give her the truck. You give everybody else the truck. You're right. I didn't because I. What? I'm right. trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out. Uh, it's a truck. <laughs> it's a beater truck. There's only there's a little, little beater truck. You only get you from point A to point B. 
You can't oh. go out of town in this truck or anything like that. If you pass the city <laughs> limit sign, it's going to break down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell our listeners what you're going to do in that 10 days to get that 10K. Wow. Okay. Well, my first thing is to set up all of my social media profiles and mainly depending on, um, I guess with the product that I'm going to deal with, I would do three. Uh, I'm sorry. I'd do four. I would do LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, once I got all of my profiles set up, then I would actually reach out to everyone, um, that I am connected to, um, to let them know, Hey, that I am launching my new impact makers subscription box. Um, in this subscription box, I am going to provide uh, each and every nonprofit or for-profit organization with the tools they need to run their business. Um, this tool, these tools will prevent you from being in business uh, by yourself. So you're in business for yourself, but with this toolbox, you will not be by yourself. Um, so I need you to tell everybody in your in your contact list that this is this is about to launch. This is something that they need. So I would stir up all of the excitement. I would share what's going to be in this box, um, you know, with my family and friends. But also I would go live three times a day on these platforms. I would make sure that, um, you know, where it can be duplicated is duplicated, but where it needs to be me live, that I, I set my schedule for that. I would also make sure that I have sourced all the contents for these boxes because the last thing that you need is for you to get sales and can't produce what, what people have paid for. Um, I would also then um, set my price for my box. Um, and I would get all of the, the, I would go to Vistaprint and get all of the, the contents, the, the written contents, uh, for my box printed out, um, get them to, to overnight it, you know, get the fast ship shipment. Um, it won't take a whole lot, um, in terms of content because a lot of the content will be digital. So it won't call for you. Um, paying for a lot of things up front. Um, also, you won't have to pay for a lot of things up front until you start receiving in money. So the bulk of my $100 would be spent towards uh, marketing and getting this, this product out. And so and it, this would be pretty easy for me um, in the sense that the the boxes are $199 and how many, how many, you know, what $200 a box and you need what 50 people. So there you, there you have it. Or so, you know, something like that, that quick math. I don't know. I have to make sure, make sure I'm looking at that right. And then, you know, just market it. So you come up with a product that fills a need. And I know that CEOs, founders, executive directors, need guidance on how to run their nonprofit and for-profit organization. And they're tired of finding it in, in this place and that place. This is one box concentrated. And then each month I provide training on the topic of the month that is live where you can answer, do Q&A. That's free for me. Um, it just costs me my time. Um, and so that there you have it. You've got a whole product that you can make way, well more than 10K in 10 days. Carrie, you kind of cheated a little bit. I'm going to call you out. You kind of <laughs> cheated a little bit. So like she's been listening to our podcast. You kind of cheated a little bit. Okay, so guess what? Not only 
think that she have a product like that already. She also <laughs> has an assessment at the carry at the carry that already does this. <laughs> I mean, look, this I was trying to solve a problem. See, that's how you solve a problem. That is a real problem. Okay, you need ten k in ten days. Is take your knowledge, box it up, and market it. Look, and what's that website again? (laughs) TheCarrieWhite.com. And it's T H E K E R I W H I T E.com. Make sure you stop by the website and down and get the assessment so you can see if you're ready to get money, get money, (laughs) get money. That's right. I mean, because it's all about funding your freedom, right? The whole goal of this for me is to help more people fund their freedom. Um, And it takes money to do that in one way or another, whether it's donations, whether it's sales, whether it's seed money, you know, whatever the case it may be, um, it takes money to fund your freedom. You want to get to where you have time freedom. And when you have time freedom, that's when you're rich. That's when you're wealthy, you know. We get ready to go to the beach after this and pitch our that See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the life we live because we are truly Bosses. Hey, that's right. <laughs> well, they say my name is Carrie White and I am a boss. Okay. <laughs> so, Carrie, what would you say is your most profound statement that you want to leave with the people? Say, if you just left out of a room full of people, you want them to remember you by? Ooh. You know, um, ultimately, I want people to understand that you can dream at whatever age, at whatever stage you are in life, and not only have a dream, but actually achieve that dream. You can actually acquire whatever life it is that you have for yourself. And so it is not impossible to change the outcome. You cannot change your, your, your past, but you can change the future. And so I want everybody who comes in contact with me to know that you can catch your dreams. You heard it here on the Boss Effect podcast. Carrie White, the real Carrie White, stop by the <laughs> Boss Effect and drop some jewels to help you level up. Remember, we are your one-stop shop for all things digital online success. Yes, yes. See you next time. Peace out. You've been listening to Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an I-E. Thanks for tuning in to the Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and leave what you don't.